0: You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so glad that you're here and that we're spending this time together. But I'm not that surprised because I have an excellent guest for you this week. You know her from TLC's hit show, Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta. I'm speaking with the amazing Lori Allen, and she is just out with a new book called Say Yes to What's Next. It's a memoir on her life, but it's also a book on her philosophy about life and her fierce, positive mindset, and also her unwavering faith in God. And in this conversation, we talk about her dealing with a breast cancer diagnosis, her starting her business, Bridles by Lori, her starting the show, and just how she lives her life to the fullest, no matter what age she is. And that's really a big part of this interview, too, is living life like you were 18, you know, sucking the marrow out of life. And she does that every single day. So I'm thrilled to share this conversation with you, to share her words with you. Um, I really got a lot out of it, not just for me, but even how I'm going to be interacting with my children and what I'm imparting to them. So I think you're going to love this episode. If you do, please share it with a friend. Please take five seconds to leave us a review. That does so much for the show and getting it out there to more and more people. So thank you if you've already done that. And if you haven't, it's always appreciated. Uh, So please enjoy this episode with Lori Allen. Hey guys, before we dive into this episode, I want to talk about show sponsor Public Goods. Now this is a company doing things a little bit differently. Public Goods offers everything that you could need for beauty, home, and life in one spot. And they do it in such a beautiful way. If you are a fan of Marie Kondo or any form of minimalism in your life, you're going to love this company. Everything is packaged so beautifully and so simplistically that it just adds a really beautiful aesthetic to your home. And I have the hand wash Uh, on my main sink so that everyone in the house who is frequently washing their hands can just grab it. And it just looks so beautiful. I don't feel like I have to hide the soap dispenser. We worked out an exclusive deal just for the Motherhood Unstressed podcast listeners. You receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they're giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase you have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com forward slash unstressed, or just use the code unstressed at checkout. That's dot com forward slash unstressed to receive $15 off your first order. Well, hello, Lori. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Now I think for most of our listeners, they of course know who you are. They've watched the show. Um, but for the, the people all over the world who may not know, tell us about
1: how you got into this business. What was the spark? Okay. Um, 40 years ago, what well, it'd be 40 years this December, I graduated from college. I'm a business major. I wanted to open my own business Growing up, my mother's twin sister had three bridal stores in Birmingham, Alabama. The name of those was June's Brides. And uh, so I grew up kind of hearing about the business and, you know, and, and she enjoyed it and that sort of thing. So I decided I want to open a business and I'm thinking, you know, where do I want to go? How do I want this to be? And I decided on bridal. I was going to first do retail ready to wear and I thought that might be very difficult. So Not that bridal is not, but I thought, well, I'll try bridal. So I opened a very small store. It's actually right across the street from me is where I started. It wow. was a thousand square feet and four dressing rooms. hmm Wow. A thousand square feet, four dressing. And, you know, I, to be very honest, which I am in the book, it was many years before I made any money in this business. For years, I took home $100 a week. That's in here. <laughs> $100 a week, y'all, and put everything back into the business reinvesting in my dreams. Now, how was I able to do that? My husband worked not in the business then. You know, he worked outside in, in computers. And so he supported our family and I just kept investing in my dream and investing in my dream.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really important that you touched on that because for so many women, especially now during Corona, you're trying to scramble, you're trying to find something new. You see these other people out there who seem like they're just killing the game, but you don't really know what it took to get to that point. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's been a lot of hurdles, and I'm very, I'm my life's very much an open book. Anyway, I think that's why our show's successful. I think that's why my business is successful. I don't put in on any falsehoods. I, I, I tell it like it is. And this is how difficult it was. And I speak the truth. And this has not been an easy ride. Has it been fun? Yes. Sometimes it's been extremely scary, like after 9-11. And when we bought this building in the year 2000, you know, and had it renovated. And then the recession hits. I mean, it's just been one thing after another, mm-hmm. after another. And I feel like true leaders right now. People that are true leaders are going to figure out and continue to figure out how to make their business work with all these obstacles around it. And, you know, with our faith, and I have a lot of faith, um, God never says that it's going to be easy. That as Christians, that everything's going to be perfect for us because it's not, but he's there for us. And I rely on my faith a lot. I'm very honest about that also. Yeah, I love that. And you know, I was going to ask, like, what was the driving
0: force when things got hard, when things got scary? Was it your faith or was it something else that you
1: had naturally within you since childhood? I think it was twofold. I think, number one, it was my faith. And then the second thing was my parents loaned me $40,000 to start this business. And I feel like I stand on the shoulders of my parents. I paid that back long ago. But I stand on the shoulders of those who believed in me, and I never let that go. And I think that's the difference now, Molly, my daughter's thirty seven she and I talk about this a lot. She's like, "Mom, you've just got this spirit where you mm-hmm. just hang in there and I do and so and now so many people give up so easy, and are you giving up too soon? maybe, maybe yeah. sometimes. yep. Yeah.
0: Did you ever reach a point where you're like, gosh, maybe I should just give this up. Maybe I should focus on something else. It's not working. What was it that kept you coming back every single day?
1: I think the belief in myself kept me coming back every single day and that I I just did not want to fail. That was not in my vocabulary. And I approached breast cancer the same way. And I approached falling on my face last season on Say Yes to the Dress and breaking like 10 bones. I approached that same way that this was not going to be it this can't be it there's got to be a better and more hopeful tomorrow and I always kept hope I always kept faith and I believed in myself I knew I could do it uh-huh. I knew I could I remember telling my husband one day I'm just sitting here thinking about this I said you know because the New York show, sh- show started before we did And I'm mm-hmm. like Eddie we need a television show and he's like what you know because this was all new reality stuff you know and he's like "What?" I'm like I need a television show. And I said, I'm telling you, one of these days they're going to come to me and I'm going to have a fantastic show. And he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> we get the phone call and I, and I called Monty to come down and we got Greenland immediately. You know, we continue on filming. But if you believe in yourself, I think you just have this positivity. Lead by example. I think all those things are so strong. That's
0: incredible. And that, I mean, that kind of led to my next question is how did the whole thing with TLC start? Did you offer the show to them as an idea or did they just reach out to you?
1: They reached out to us. That's incredible. It manifested is. It is. that. I did. I put it out in the universe. Yeah. Our show has, um, our, our store, I should say, is 25,000 square feet and three floors. So it's like a department store. I don't even know that you realize on TV how large it is. And you have to have a large space to film because when you are filming, there's about eight or 10 people here, you know, production crews and assistants and sound and you know, all that. They're cameramen. So, and you have to continue, be able to continue to run your business. Yeah, because they're filming when you're open. Now, granted, we film early in the morning. So most of it's done right before we open. And then when we open, you're going to start seeing people walking around in that. But you've got to have the space. And then you have to have the personality. Mm -hmm. I remember that um, the owner of North South Productions, who is the company that is our production company, he came down super nice guy. And he's from Knoxville. And he's like, "Laura, you you seem like really a nice woman. And he's like, I can tell that, you know, you're so excited. He said, I don't want you to get disappointed because 95% of shows never make it to season two. And I just looked right at him and I'm like, well, you know what? You've never done a show with me. And I'm going to be the longest running show you've ever had. Now, I'm sure... That he walked away thinking, that woman is crazy. <laughs> but I meant it because I knew I was going to give it 110%. And, you know, we I've seen him since. He's like, you were dead on. <laughs> you were right, girl. That's the kind of mentality that I went into it with. I did. Yeah. And that's incredible. I think that, that that force of spirit is
0: something that's so transparent. It comes across the screen every time that people watch the show. And it's almost like you're motivating just by being who you are.
1: I hope so. I hope so. I, I spend a lot of time, like the month of October, traveling all over the country, motivating women to get their mammograms and take care of, of themselves. And I, I've really been motivating women, my entire career the 39 almost 40 years I've been working with women and motivating and so I hope that that will continue on and I hope it's transparent during the show because what you see in the show is me and mm-hmm. I mean Ani and I are best friends no doubt about it you can tell on the show that we totally love each other and talk five times a day and <laughs> and I love my staff and I love what I do so I hope that all that shows through there and continues on
0: This episode is sponsored by Smart for Life. The Smart for Life program is a healthy way for quick and safe weight loss. By following the program correctly, you can burn 3,500 calories or one pound every two days. It was created by Dr. Sassan Mulavi, who's a bariatric physician with over 20 years of experience. The Smart Life diet can help you lose weight the healthy and sustainable way. And so what happens on this diet? Well, you get to eat cookies, but they're not just regular cookies. It's um, five to six cookies that you eat throughout the day with a glass of water, and they're full of protein and fiber, and they're low in sugar. So it's everything that your body needs to be healthy without all of the other junk. And if you're not a fan of cookies, I don't know how that could be but some people aren't. They also have delicious soups and shakes. So this is a very effective diet to help you lose weight if you've been struggling and nothing is budging and you're looking for something new and safe and actually healthy to do that. So head over to smartforlife.com and check out their program today. Absolutely. And going back to your breast cancer diagnosis, how did your life change when you found out that you were going to have to be dealing with this? Did things get reprioritized? How did you change as a woman?
1: I think that I'm a better person because I had breast cancer. I do. I would never wish breast cancer on anybody. In fact, I had a question asked of me yesterday and they said, what is one thing if you could go back in your life, you wish you could, would change? And I said, I wish I never had breast cancer because I, it, it was not a fun time. It was a horrible time in my life. And I worried so much, many people in my family and I didn't want to. Um, but I approached this with a, with a mentality. You know, I just like sat down one day and I'm like, you can feel so sorry for yourself, Lori. And you can sit here and cry all day long and have everybody feeling sorry for you, poor Lori, for this, for that. Or you can do something about it. You can be proactive, of course, and and go for these appointments. But you got to keep it right up here. you got to be mentally right. I'm really proud that I did not come unglued during breast cancer. I didn't. Now, granted, I had sad days. I don't want to say that I didn't have any sad days. I had some, but not many. Because I just kept thinking I'm going to get better. I relied on my faith. I knew I was going to get through it. And then we filmed my breast cancer journey for TLC because I called them. They didn't approach me. Yeah, I don't want anyone to think they were insensitive, but they call, I called them. And I'm like, you know, I'm one in eight. I'm the face of one in eight. And somebody that's so healthy. And I didn't have lumps when I went in for that mammogram wow. that I didn't want to go to. I threw the card on the side. <laughs> and, and I'm the face of one in eight. And I think we need to address this as a predominantly female channel. And they were right on it. Right on it and we did actually ended up doing two specials for about breast cancer that That's won three awesome. um, television awards. Yeah.
0: Did you ever hear from anyone who had watched a show who was inspired to go get themselves checked out and then they found something?
1: Absolutely. We saved um, life. Absolutely I heard from many women because our show is shown in 120 countries. So I heard from many women who even were sitting there watching the show going, oh I better check you mm-hmm. know check and see, you know, self-exam find a lump and it was cancerous. I mean, so we absolutely saved lives. I know we did.
0: That's incredible. That alone, I think is a brilliant legacy.
1: I think so. And and it's not a legacy I, I set out in my life. I didn't want to say, oh, I'm going to get breast cancer and I'm going to inspire people. But it's what you do with these difficult times in your life You know, these very challenging hard times of your life, like right now with COVID, how we get through this and how we keep ourselves focused and productive that are going to set the tone, I feel, for the rest of our lives. And we're going to look back at this, Liz, and say, you know, I got through COVID and I'm good. I handled this. My kids were at home all year and I had to homeschool, but I did it. Mm -hmm. I was able to do it. Wow. I just love your mentality. I mean, it's like the
0: classic positive mindset that so many people read a million books about and and do all Uh these courses to get to that level. And it's just so effortlessly part of who you are. I mean, that's incredible.
1: Well, it's who I am. I mean, it's 110% who I am. I'm a very positive person. Now, I don't get up and do cheers in the morning. You know, I'm <laughs> slow in the morning, girl. takes me forever to get going. I have to drink coffee, read my devotion, then I have to work out, and then I get ready for work. So I'm just slow in the morning. But I look forward to the day. And I think that when you're facing a, a, a challenging illness such as breast cancer, which if I hadn't gone in for my mammogram, I don't know that I would be here. You're thankful for the day. You're thankful for the day. And we should all be thankful right now that we're healthy, just that we're getting through the day and our family's healthy. How did you transmute this positive um, mental state to your children? I feel like that I've always been my children's biggest cheerleader, but I don't want to overshadow their light. So I've always told my children that I want them to do their thing. I want them, like my daughter owns an advertising company, and then my son owns his own business. So that I want them to shine in their own light, not to be in my shadow. I think that's so important. And then to be positive for them. They know when they call me that they're going to get a straight answer. But then with that mixed in, it's going to be some positivity.
0: I love that. I love, and what devotional do you like? What do you, what's your go-to? Uh,
1: you know, I still read Jesus Calling. I've read it 500 times and I still read it. <laughs> I love that. I love it that. Is. That is a great I way is. to start the day. It really is. It really is.
0: Okay, so let's talk about your new book. What, what inspired you to write your life story down and, and go through the process of book writing? Because we all know like, that is a beast.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay, first off, I've never written a book in my life. <laughs> okay. That's number one. Number two, I'm crazy busy with filming in the store. And I've got three grandchildren I love. And, you know, just life is busy. And so one day while I'm in here in the store, I turned 60 last August. Almost, so I'm almost 61. And I, people started asking me when I was going to retire. I had two or three people ask me. And I'm like, what? You know, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. And it kind of made me mad. You know, the more I got asked that question, the madder I was getting. And I'm thinking, would you ask that of a man? I don't think my husband was asked that 500 times when he turned 60. Why are you asking that of me? And what do you expect me to do? Go put on a cardigan and sit in a rocker? I mean, I have so much life left to live. And then I get to thinking about like helping brides and their mothers and their mother of the bride and how I see it over and over again, where the mom comes in and she's like, give my daughter anything she wants. My daughter is a princess. I want my daughter to be perfect, and then she comes down for a gown for herself. This mom, that has given and given and given, she's worried about soccer practice. She's worried about ballet. I've done it all. I know. And she's worried and given, and she's put herself on the back burner. Okay. And this particular mom says, "Lord, just get me something off the sale rack and deserve it." Mm-hmm. We have that mentality as women as we age that we're not relevant and important anymore. And I want us to get it back. I mean, it, it's something that I, I feel like advertisers have done to us, walkers and arthritis medicine. And like I said, the cardigan and the rocker. And, you know, she's not vibrant anymore. And she's not she's not worthy anymore. And I feel like the media is doing that to us. And I want us to take control of who we are and to get ourselves back to be happy with ourselves, to be passionate and for people to realize what a powerful force of women we are over 50. I love that message. And, and you know what, it's funny
0: because like that often is a common theme on this show. You, I speak to authors and entrepreneurs and women all across the board and they all say that they all say that, you know, they don't get the attention that they used to get. And it's not even that it's almost like a they become more invisible. Okay, I have some big news. I have made the executive decision to homeschool my children. Yes. I had kind of warmed up to the idea. I was thinking more and more about it uh, the closer we got to the school year. And then I just decided, you know, I would have to be helping facilitate my children's learning anyway. I would rather control what they learn and what we spend time on and what we don't spend time on. That's why I'm so grateful for show sponsor, homebuyerscoop.org because they make it so incredibly easy. Not only just having a one-stop shop for all of your curriculum needs, they actually also have a ton of freebies on their website. Even if your kids aren't being homeschooled, they have a ton of resources for you so you can supplement what they're learning. So head to homeschoolbuyerscoop.org, that's homeschoolbuyersco-op.org, and use my code motherhood because that's gonna get you 5,000 points to use towards anything you'd like on the site
1: you are becoming invisible. I feel like though, that we let ourselves become invisible. I feel like that as, as our children age, we are just getting more and more and more involved with their sports and your friends are the, are the parents at school or on the football field. I get it all. I, I get it. I understand. And that's that time in your life. But then when are we taking out time for ourselves? Because that's how we discover our passions and keep ourselves happy. And if we are happy personally, then we're going to be happy in every aspect. So I just feel like even as we get older, you know, this next chapter of the life, I call it this cookie because life to me is this big old cookie, chocolate chip. I love chocolate chip. And so we've eaten like three quarters of this cookie and I have, after your 50s, you've got about a quarter left. How do you want to spend that valuable quarter I mean, are you going to fade away into the sunset go sit on the beach for the whole court? No, you got to get up and live your passion. I want to live my life down to that last crumble of that cookie. I want to go out full, you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what would you say to the woman who
0: has dedicated her life to her children? She does feel somewhat more invisible, you know, in her older age. How does she... What if she doesn't even know what her passion is? What would you suggest for her to start I think start she doing? does, and
1: I, th- I see a lot of people that don't. And I think she's got to take time to reflect. I feel like a lot of times we are all so busy trying to please everybody else that we don't take time to reflect and figure out what our passions are. Take time for self-care. I hate sweating worse than anyone in this <laughs> room. I mean, I hate to sweat, but I work out. Okay, and I mean, I hate it. And I am so proud of myself when I'm finished. So anyway, take time for your exercise. Take time for self-care. Become proud of yourself again. Become that 18-year-old girl, in your mind anyway, who took this time for herself and was proud of herself because we get lost in the sauce doing and pleasing for everybody. And I want her to claim it back. I want her to be happy in what she does. And you know, if she's not happy in her work, to figure out what would make her happy. And then in the book, we also discuss parenting our parents. Because my age group, 50 and over, we are parenting our parents And that is one of the most popular subjects in this book because it's not discussed and it's extremely difficult. And how to keep their respect and how we honor them still, but yet make sure they're cared for. And Mm -hmm. that's a huge part, part of the book. And then another part that's getting a lot of attention is my take on marriage. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, give us a sneak peek on that as we round out the interview because I would love to hear your thoughts.
1: My um, thought on marriage is that no matter what age you've got married, 20, 25, I don't know, whatever age. Okay, let's say 25. That 25-year-old girl when she turns 50 is not the same girl. And know that. You need to be able to grow. And then that 25, 26-year-old man when he turns 52 or whatever is not the same man. You need to allow each other space to grow. You need to explore your passions with the underlying commitment that you're going to come back together and meet in the middle. That you you made a commitment to be married, but give allow yourself time to grow and then come back to the middle. I feel like sometimes my tribe needs to, to rediscover their laughter again because I find that as life gets so crazy, We stop laughing with our partner. You know, we do. We stop having fun together. And we've got to rediscover that again, too. Our children may be leaving for college. You're going to face that. I know your children are eight now, but I'm telling you, before you bat an eye, your children will be leaving for college. And then you look over and go, who's this? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's so funny you said that. Like
0: Last night, my husband and I stayed up way past our bedtime, sitting on the couch, having a glass of wine, and just talked. Like, exactly. we haven't done that in, I, I can't even remember. And it was wonderful.
1: Yeah, don't, aren't you looking back at that as like a really wonderful time? And that's what you used to do. Yep. And for some reason, all that just gets pushed away because we're so busy with things that really aren't that important. Yeah, but coming
0: back, like, it seems like you are are very... Self aware, and you're very able to prioritize what's important to you, and you don't make compromises. I mean, that to me is a very rare characteristic, but like an insanely valuable characteristic about a person.
1: No, I don't, but I think that has come that has evolved. Because I was that crazy working mom, the nutty working mom that was running over here, running over. I was her. I was her in this book, and I totally admit it. And it has evolved. And I think having breast cancer is when I really figured out, I, this isn't working. I, when you go through a life-changing experience like that, you stop and say, hey it's time for me to take care of me. That coupled with the fact of, of helping these women, the mother of the bride and mother of the groom, which I've been both, you know, the Southern saying is mother of the groom, wear beige and keep your mouth shut. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I don't look good in beige. It matches my hair and I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. You know that. So that, that all has evolved into the fact that I want to help women and I want to motivate them and I want them to say yes to what's next. There's never been a better time for us to dig deep and figure out what we want.
0: I love that. I love that. I mean, to me, this seems like an act of feminism and I know a lot of women, they hear that word and they kind of cringe, but you're absolutely fighting for the woman to live fully in her power, in her presence.
1: I am. I'm really If you really want to know the truth, I approach this as a movement of starting a movement for women over 50. And that's how I really approach this. But I also want younger women with small kids not to get in this situation. And I've had many younger women read the book and they're like, oh, my God, it's resonating with me because I'm turning into that woman that is just giving, giving, giving. And I'm losing me. And so it's a dual thing.
0: Yeah, It is. Oh, I love that. I've loved everything that you said today, you know, because it's, it's like you said, it's truth. And, and to hear it, I think from someone who a lot of women admire in the community, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. I mm-hmm. can implement this now. I hope so. Yeah. So, okay. I do have some rapid fire questions for
1: you to okay. end the interview. All right. Marriage is hard. <laughs> Marriage is difficult. Marriage is not a fairy tale.
0: Love it. I'm grateful for my health Mm -hmm. um and what's something
1: that you've learned in life that you wish someone
0: would have told you earlier
1: on I wish I would have maybe not been so hard on Lori and I think so many women are so hard on ourselves and I wish I would have cut Lori a little bit more slack and I do now I mean you know I'm healthy and I watch what I eat but if I want a piece of chocolate cake I get a piece of chocolate cake enjoy life enjoy your life
0: I love it. I love it. It is such a fine line between being disciplined and structured and being a leader and also being kind to yourself.
1: Exactly. And I have learned to be kind to myself. I have. And I hope all women out there will. I mean, we need to cut ourselves a break. Life is not Pinterest. It's not. And everybody's not perfect. And I certainly don't say I'm perfect ever. And that resonates in the book also. I never would. And I think we need to be kind to one another. I do
0: Absolutely. Oh, I love it okay so where can our listener find more about you find the book purchase it online tell us all the things
1: um, so go to com. you can get right on there all the booksellers are listed it's on Amazon Target it's Barnes and Nobles it's all over the place so yeah and I would love for you to read it and give me your feedback yeah so it's got the main points of the chapter at the end of each chapter so that's fun too I love it too, especially like for moms too who are so busy, you might not get yeah. through a whole book. It might take a month. So, to have that
0: succinct thing at the end of a exactly. chapter, it's
1: brilliant. Exactly. So, okay. yeah.
0: oh, That's this is so great. Thank you so much, Lori. Thank, Thank you. Very you. Thank you for sharing your light and your wisdom and your motivation for all of us busy moms out there.
1: Well, thanks so much. It was my pleasure
0: you've been listening to the motherhood
1: unstressed podcast
0: and i'm your host liz carlisle thank you so much for tuning in if you love this episode please share it out on your social media instagram stories and tag us at motherhood unstressed so we can share it back out and keep the conversation going on these important topics also make sure that you subscribe so that you never miss out on an interview with an amazing guest or our weekly guided meditations every wednesday this episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. This is my line of organic USA grown hemp that was specifically designed to help you the listener battle stress and anxiety naturally. And what CBD does is it helps your body's own endocannabinoid system function better. So you're sleeping better, you're experiencing less stress and anxiety, and you're able to get everything done with an overall feeling of security, of groundedness, of calm. So if you would like that in your life, head on over to motherhoodunstressed.com, click the shop tab and use the code podcast to save
1: this valentine's day duncan's got the perfect pairings to show your love so get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.